Do you know what a twerp is? When I was at Shortridge High School in Indianapolis 65 years ago, a twerp was a guy who stuck a set of false teeth up his butt and bit the buttons off the back seats of taxi cabs. <laughs> and, I <consider> e <laughs> and I consider anybody a twerp who hasn't read the greatest American short story, Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge by Ambrose Bierce. It is a flawless example of American genius, like Sophisticated Lady by Duke Ellington, or the Franklin Stove. I also consider anyone a twerp who hasn't read Democracy in America. It's said 169 years ago that no country other than ours has a love of money taken a stronger hold on the affections of men. Hmm. Do you realize that all great literature, Moby Dick, Huck Finn, Farewell to Arms, Scarlet Letter, The Red Badge of Courage, The Iliad, The Odyssey, Crime and Punishment, The Bible, and The Charge of the Light Brigade, are all about what a bummer it is to be a human being? Isn't it such a relief to have somebody to say that? Evolution can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. What a mistake we are. Kurt Vonnegut, a man without a country. All right, Doug, but Kurt Vonnegut forgot Doug, a contemporary. Yeah, yeah right, Doug, Doug, man. But he did, he forgot to get a manifestation of the twerp. And it isn't American genius that we're seeking to soothe us today, in fact, when we are feeling these bummers and more, including the irrational phobia that our grandparents' scooter may not have enough battery life to get them back to the shop, what we need is a twerp of the Australian variety. Hello and good morning. I'm William Morgan, and you are listening to 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and TheSyncBook.com. It is a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day. You can find us online at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm not wearing any green, but we're all tree men up here in the tree fort. It's the 17th of the March, and today we begin our three-week journey through the Tree Fort Music Fest Showcase. Tree Fort is a rapidly approaching, and this week you can look forward to our chats with Rose Quartz and and saw key but first today we bring you 42 minutes with the australian invasion to help you overcome your range anxiety indeed douglas ball is here and this morning we are delighted to welcome australia's twerps to 42 minutes this cheeky charming and touchingly direct melbourne foursome are international pop champions formed in the late 2008 twerps were called the best new band in australia by uncut on the basis of their debut self-titled EP and toured the U.S. in support of their 2011 full-length twerps, including heralded appearances at CMJ and South by Southwest. The band signed to Merge Records internationally in 2014, and their much-anticipated second album, Range Anxiety, was released this past January. As an afterthought and follow-up, after recording Range Anxiety, the band self-recorded and produced, in a week, a digital EP of their songs entitled Underlay, available as a download from MergeRecords.com. They will be performing at Tree Fort Music Fest this year, Thursday night at midnight at the Linen Building. That's all ages. Come early, because this one will sell out. It's really an honor and a pleasure to be speaking with them today. How are you doing today, twerps? Hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. I feel like that introduction deserves a picture or someone can see me. See my face. That was amazing. <laughs> I, I think my, my voice is horrible, but thank you for that amazing introduction. Well, thank you for joining us. So, uh, 
who are we speaking with today? Who do we got on this call? My name is Martin, and I sing and play guitar in the band and started the band in my bedroom. In your bedroom, and so, where, are, where are you this morning? I don't know if I'll give you the best stories, but I'll definitely give you the first stories. Um, we are in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, in a parking lot, packing our van. About to drive for six hours to Atlanta, Georgia, which will be fun. We haven't been there before. It's You've never exciting. been to Atlanta. That is exciting. No, nah, but first, but now we have to get all our cookout milkshakes out of the car, which we left in there overnight, which is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but I highly recommend cookout, though. I can tell you anything. I highly recommend that food. It's amazing. Is cookout like a chain? Yeah, but it's like a um it's like a yeah, it's a burger chain, but you can only get it in uh, in North Carolina, I think, or maybe South. But uh our friend from real estate told us to they said like if you do anything you have to get cookout, so we made sure we did. It's got like forty different varieties of thick shakes and hamburgers. But yeah, probably the best hamburger I've had in this country so far. So Awesome. I've I never even heard that. of this place, pretty, yeah. yeah. And how far across yeah, the country spot. have you guys been? I mean, how extensive have you been through the U.S.? How many times? Or, or like, like I don't know. Tour? Like, how far? You said it was your first yeah. time through Atlanta. Oh, I mean, oh, okay. So, like, we yeah, we've, we started in New York, and we played Brooklyn and New York, and then we drove to Washington, and then last night we played in um, Durham, which is the home of Merge Records. So we made sure that that show was extra bad, which was it was so that was a bit that, that was that was a bit shattering. But um, then always the ones when you really like want to make it good, it's always bad in this band. I've noticed. So, um, but now yeah, we go to Atlanta and then we go to New Orleans and then we could, we drive overnight to South by Southwest and then we play five shows. Oh nice! And then we keep going. Yeah. Nice. What's your? That's pretty good, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Well, in the introduction, you know, we quoted Kurt Vonnegut, and he was talking about money and our affinity for money uh -huh, in this uh -huh. country. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's talk about South by Southwest. What are What are your thoughts about that whole thing? Um, I I really like it. I I think we've done it three times. It's pretty pretty um intense. But at this time, we said that we didn't want to do as much as we had in the past and then of course we end up doing just as much or more um but it's pretty cool it's pretty um <clears throat> pretty tiring you can just you can't really find any solitary space it's just everyone playing their songs and music and that's kind of a little bit different from where we come from um but you know i don't know i don't think we could really go there and get any more from any more than we could because I couldn't be like happier on the label that we are and touring, but it's, I think we're just going because it's on at this time of year and we're gonna have a fun time. Yeah, know? yeah. Go and see the madness, the madness of it all. Yes, yes. Do you think you'll be able to see any bands when you're there, or is it just you guys are in full-on, you know, performance mode? I think if we have the well, the first. That we have to drive for eight hours after the show to get to our show and then play straight away and then we have to drive straight away and play straight away. So I think it, that that's the only free night off. I think maybe we will 
chill. But as I turn around and look at the other two twerps, they're shaking their head and looking at me saying, no, yeah, I don't know if they're hungry for breakfast or <laughs> they oh, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Are you guys going to rage at South by? Oh, yeah, that's a confirmation. Gerald doesn't say anything, but... Uh, yeah, I think it could be good. I don't. I don't really even know who's playing. I just. I. I think there's just so. Many, I don't even know where to look who's playing. I just. I'm not sure. It'd be cool if Bruce Springsteen played. I guess. <laughs> I think he's too big. <laughs> well, you will be playing at Tree Fort, and this is built. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I want to see Built to Spill. They're like one of my favorite bands. Oh, cool! Yeah, oh, you awesome. bet. I'm and really they're, they're really that. nice guys too. Um, um, it's billed as a festival of discovery, and I I didn't know about you until I saw you on this bill, and then yeah. as as I contacted you, I thought we should talk to these guys, but I didn't realize that mm-hmm. you guys are a really big deal. Oh yeah, yeah, massive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one. I mean, I'm not. Well, I'm not joking. Clearly. I'm not joking. Yeah. What is that? Okay. What does it feel like to have all that buzz around <laughs> you guys? Uh, I think it's just a bit of nonsense, really, because sometimes, I, I don't know, it just, I mean, it's, I guess lots of people would like that, but it doesn't really fit us. We're pretty, I don't know if it's a different thing, just our friendship group or the people we are, but that, that stuff kind of can make us feel a bit uncomfortable. And like I said, when you get that type of stuff put on you, then you just have this kind of like expectation, which... I don't think it's always really good to, you know, I, I like I prefer to go and see a film without reading any reviews or I prefer to listen to a record that I've discovered myself. That's my personal opinion. So maybe, you know, maybe all that kind of hype or whatever doesn't really make me feel so satisfied. Okay. But but in saying it, I feel like a lot a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of bands out there that maybe do want that. And so I don't want to sound like a dick, but... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny, you know, when you're you're you know young and everything, and you want to be a rock star. Everybody wants to be a rock star, but I mean, what don't you think people understand about being on the road? Um, probably the diet, the diet <laughs> that you have to induce. Um, that Whole Foods isn't that cheap, and it's <laughs> hard to find. That. Um, you don't get much sleep that you see a bed. But we have a beautiful tour manager this time and we've never had that so I feel like rock royalty actually. So I guess we are a big deal. We have a driver. And he's got an amazing haircut that no one understands. <laughs> 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 I actually read the medium that he looks just he looks the part. He's bringing back hair metal big time. But he's sweetheart. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's fun to be like driving around the country and looking and meeting new people. But it is stressful because you want to play the best show that you can, and and I and I put a lot of pressure on myself, and that doesn't really help, you know. Well, I read that Julia thought that New York, being in New York, is kind of surreal, and that she was looking forward to just being in small town America. Is that? Do you have a s- similar experience, or what did you think of New York? Uh, this time it was incredible because like the show sold out and it was, we kind of rocked it. We played well. We felt good, but there was definitely like I could definitely feel stomach coughing coming up just before we played. Um, so I was a bit freaked out, but yeah, I liked it this time. Also, last time we came here, I, 
the airline lost my bag, so I was just stressed out in New York City. So this time it was a lot easier, and it was it was easy to kind of deal with, and I had a great time. So there's some places that have been amazing. Like last time we played in St. Paul, Minneapolis, uh-huh. and that was just incredible. Was like, you know, 150 kids there, just you know, not kids or people, and they were into it. And that was nice, you know. Sometimes you get surprising little places. Yeah. Like, we're driving through Chapel Hill now, and it looks beautiful. It looks like great places to eat and everything. Well, so that's that's interesting because I'm I'm an older fellow, and so I definitely enjoyed music like Super Chunk and Archers of Loaf <laughs> back in the day, and that was one of those mm-hmm. American musical centers in North Carolina. Chapel Hill, yeah, yeah totally. Totally. Of, co- of course. Like, uh, yeah, I was talking to Laura from Super Chunk because she from Merge yeah. last night, and she was like, this she was like, this is the music, like, she loves living here because of that, you know. She's surrounded by that, like, Durham and Chapel Hill, so, it's, yeah. But I think, I'm not sure if it's spring break, but it seems really quiet at the moment. Huh. I wasn't, like, it kind of might be, it might be, like, a quiet time. I don't know, do you think they go to college, Jack? Are those college kids over there? He's got a skateboard on. He's got a tiny skateboard. He looks a little bit college to us, so maybe it's not. <laughs> Maybe maybe he's just going to work at the record store though. He's got a good look. Um, yeah, again, you can't see this, so I'm sorry to put you through you're that. You're doing you're doing fabulous um, though. We're like there with you. Okay, oh cool. man. I okay, great. Guy. So you That's guys, it, it, it was yeah. a 20 hour flight to get to the U.S. Do mm-hmm. you guys ship? No, so it's like a. Uh, it was like it was like a 30 hour ordeal, but yeah, 20 hour flight. You don't do you. Do you guys fly with your amps and stuff, or do you just bring your guitars and then Merge has some equipment yeah, we, for you? No, 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 but I highly recommend they do that. Like, I think that's, a, that's an awesome idea. Um, now, we just hire the back line, which can be a bit expensive, but then we also have uh, friends from Australia, from Melbourne, that have back line here, so we borrowed their, their like, bass, bass amp and their kick, their drums. But we had, we had to hire guitar amps stuff like that which was uh, but this is the only tool we've ever decided to do that because most of the time we just haven't had enough money so we just turn up at each show and hope that there's some backline um, which sometimes can be the worst thing ever because right so you've got some maybe stoner's amp with a blown speaker exactly (laughs) or maybe you're playing with like a solo singer songwriter who doesn't use an amp and then you're totally you know stuffed but this is, this is because, like you said, we're a big deal. We're, we've got those amps now, you know? <laughs> yeah. We're cruising around the country. There's no, there's no excuses for the rock not to happen. Well, let's you talk know? about you being a big deal. Do you still work at the DVD store? <laughs> uh, no, I work at a bar for three days a week, and then I drive a truck, a fine wine wine around for three days a week. So I work six days a week. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, I, I really like the people I work for. Besides the bar I work for, <laughs> I, I couldn't recommend, like, not recommend this person anymore. He owes me 300 bucks and I went on tour and I'm really angry about that. <laughs> I'm dissing him live on the radio. I, I? It, let's, let's give him a plug, though, on the radio. What bar do you work for? Uh, it's called Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. I don't want to give him a plug. Then people will go there. 
Oh, and then you'll have to work harder? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, just he'll make more money at the 300 bucks he owes me. Yeah. But it's a pretty good little spot, I guess. But, yeah, that's, that's where we work. Uh, Jules, and, Jules and I work there. And All right. we've been let's working talk, there for a while. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about music for a second. What do you guys listen to while you're traveling? Yesterday, yesterday we listened to... What did we listen to in the car? The Shoes. Brian Eno, okay. The Kinks, yeah, and and what was that kind of country stuff that we listened to that I didn't? Uh, Michael Hurley, <laughs> Led Zeppelin three. So I think there's a pretty scattered genre in there. Yeah, yeah. This morning we're about to listen to a power metal band from. Are they power metal? Are they even metal? I don't even know what they are. They're boogie rock. We're about to listen to Australian boogie rock band from. <laughs> Yeah, it's called Power that our friends recorded. So our friend Jack recorded. So we're about to listen to that. So I think we switch it up a bit. And was so, it was it like uh, the? I mean, did you guys all have similar taste when you got together? Yeah. I, well, Alex plays in different bands, like lots of different bands. He. I'm just looking at him now. Alex he, is the bass player. He's the drummer. He's the drummer. Um, he, what type? What type of bands do you play in Alex? Like a pop band, a death metal band, a pop band. No, he plays in a death metal band called Faceless Burial, which is pretty amazing. And he kind of does yelling in that. Nice. Plays playing. Yeah. And then they also play in a band called the Stevens, which are on the label that we are on in in. Australia chapter. Um, they're awesome. Yeah. Okay. And and, and then get, mm-hmm. the Stevens is that what it's called? Yeah. The so I mean that's your rhythm section. So it's Alex and and Gus. Gus. And he's not yeah. related to Julia. No, I think there's like a difference in the spelling of their name. I yeah. Still haven't worked it's like that Mac out. versus Mick. Yeah. Mac. Yeah. Mac versus Mick. That's it. You've got it. You know what? I think you should be in the band. Okay. I think maybe you should be. You should be. You should be writing these press releases. <laughs> Deal. 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 Yeah. Okay. I can so only pay you in six shakes, though. Old six shakes from cookout. <laughs> no, I'm I love thick shakes. I've never been to cookout. You do? No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was going to say, look out. Look out for yeah. I'm still curious about the band. I want to know if there's any arguments about music inside. No, I think Did anybody play good, like Hank like, Williams Jr. and you guys just start hitting them or anything like that? No, I think you just put on this, like, these things called, um, that we have in Australia called headphones, and we usually just put them on and, like, ah, turn out. So nice. That usually works pretty good. No, I, 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 we've only been like on for like four days. I think um, I think we get along pretty well. We're not, we're not like we're we're touring with this band at the moment. They get really really drunk and like do outrageous stuff. And it's like I, I just don't think we really do that. Like you know, we're pretty kind of relaxed bunch. And we've also got like so much work ahead of us. It's it seems daunting to kind of like just burn out so quickly. Yeah. So. I could see that. I mean, you know. so you said you're doing like six shows at South by Southwest in the next like three days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and then we do like I like this. I think there's like thirty shows in the next like twenty five days. And so it's like a and show every day. We, 
<laughs> yeah. East. And then we go home and then we play like a little tour around Australia and then we go to Europe and, and England. And, yeah, so there's a lot to, I don't think, I think we're very aware of each other and I hope so. I could be just speaking for myself and I'm probably the most unaware. But <laughs> And I think I probably am. I probably do become quite an asshole. <laughs> but I think we're all pretty good. You know, it seems like when I read... When I read the things that you say, you're definitely very conscious of not offending people. But, you know, you have your opinions and you share them, but at the same time, you're really respectful. That's, I think that's great. I think my mom taught me that maybe. But, no, I just don't. I'm also very, um, like, a coward, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> I, don't really like, I, don't want to, I don't really want anyone to, like, throw a punch at me. I'm not going to take that too well, so I'd probably try and choose my words right. Alex says that when I'm intimidate, uh, when I'm actually impersonating people, I make more sense than when I speak in real life. So I don't know how that works. Half the time I'm saying absolute nonsense. But <laughs> I like. I think you've got to be courteous if you're in someone else's country or their space. And, you know, and it's and I, I like. I like. I like making friends. What do you think of this country? I mean, so I think one of the problems that we have being in this country is we think that this is the whole world. And then, you know, mm -hmm. there are all these other worlds exi that exist. And so, like, when you talk about all the different bands that you're into and the different scenes, it's like these are it's like a whole nother world to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I mean, it would be the same here, but we've been here four times yeah i've been here five times so um i love it here like the people are super awesome i've definitely learned a lot from this country like and a lot from the bands in this country like you have to assert yourself and you have to like i've noticed that like you you can't really just like you won't be taken seriously if you don't take yourself seriously here so um i've definitely took me maybe two tours to learn that which <laughs> was like probably two two not very good tours, but you know, like the sound engineers or you know the label that you talk to or the bands that you play with, you you, you can't just be a flake. Um, but I don't really know. Like I can't really keep. I feel like sometimes I don't really comment on some things because countries are different, you know. But we don't really know like about the Chicago scene where like. Um, say a band comes from we, we just know about where we come from but yeah. I think maybe it's just a little bit more in the spotlight at this mo at this point you know or it has been in the last 10 years because of Australian bands yeah um, you know I, so we still find it hard like to play with bands in this country because we don't know where to find you know like we do have the internet and stuff but it's hard to kind of go through all find scenes you know, it's really hard, especially if you're playing like a Monday night in Durham. It's hard to find like a band that's going to be good on. Last night, they were really good. But if you have to go, you know, like we've met people in like places that Seattle or, um, you know, San Diego that were awesome. And you just, it's just like luck of, luck of the draw. Um, but I think the more you tour, the more, you know, you, you work it out slowly or, you meet more people that recommend other things. Um, I think it's a beautiful country. I think it's... I'm just, like, looking at all these trees. It feels like the start of Silence of the Lambs. Um, 
But a lot of the time, you just look at road. You just look at the road. I got really car sick yesterday, so I'm probably going to be the front seat wiener for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Are you guys driving? It's pretty amazing. Like your tour manager. Yeah, we're driving now. No, but I mean, do you guys all take turns? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jack's been doing most of the driving so far, but we're going to switch it up because the drivers are going to get um, a lot more, a lot, a lot longer, you know, in shorter time. So we're going to be, we're going to share, share that. But it's like our country is definitely, you know, we, we, we take a lot from America and we have seen, I've grown up, like I work, you know, I love films and stuff, so I've grown up looking at the country through cinema. So it's pretty amazing. Just to, Like the other day we went to the White House and that was amazing. Um, wow. And then, well, you know, I just like simple things like that that you don't think you'll ever see, you get to see, and it, it still makes you feel good. Did you guys drive by, or did you actually go inside the White House? Did you take a tour? Uh, like, no, no, no. We just like <laughs> did you jump like, the fence? I wish, I wish I'd love to have seen what it looked like at two o'clock in the morning. Ah. But uh, yeah, we we just jumped out of the car and uh, had a look, um, and it wasn't like lit up. We were like maybe having a sandwich in there, or you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but some like some of us were a little underwhelmed, to be honest, like. I don't know. It looks bigger in Independence Day. You know, like this. <laughs> it's like I thought it was going to be all lit up, but it was a cool spot. What else? What else? We don't really, have we done any touristy stuff? You don't want to look like a tourist, because then you you're a chump, really. You just pretend <laughs> like you know what you're doing, like you know. We're gonna right. go. We're gonna go to the Land Jetty, which is Spiral Jetty. We're gonna go to Spiral Jetty. Yeah, but these guys have got some spots. I'm excited. Is Spiral Jetty a, a big art project? Yeah, it's a big art project in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you um, ever see that movie? The two, pe- the two people that want to see it are playing a video game right now. So they're drilled to the screen playing some game. Um, did I ever see the movie, did you say? Oh, there's... Uh, you talk about Spiral Jetty. I'm thinking of this movie called Salt Lake City Punk, SLC Punk. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that film. Yeah. I've never seen it, but I know the cover. It's like a red cover. With these, oh, like, that's right. You worked... It. It's like SLC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I should check that out. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It reminds me of my, my childhood, because we would go to that mall. I lived near Salt Lake City, near like four hours. And, and we oh, would go, cool. We'd go to that... You, you know, this is weird because I kind of, I mean, the style of your music is very punk to me. Do you know what I mean? Really? So, yeah, I think that there is a punk feel to it. You don't think that? I feel this like it's this weird cross between like European invasion. You know what I mean? Like the British invasion, a little bit of psychedelia and some punk thrown uh-huh. in. Yeah, I think so. Like I think that. I actually don't know that scene that you talk about. And so tell us about... Flying Nun, the go-betweens, the cleans—these are all new things to me. Um, Flying Nun is a label that uh, brought out a lot of stuff in New Zealand in the seventies and the eighties, and it's the seventies Flying Nun, late seventies, late seventies and eighties. But they just put out a lot of bands that were part of a scene. It was like one guy going around basically and recording a whole lot of bands, and then the go-betweens are an Australian band that it just like. Not really, like, 
they're, they're kind of big, but they're not massive. They never really, they didn't go as far as they could have, but they continued to put out like really good records for a long time. Um, but I think that that kind of scene has been exposed uh, maybe a couple of years ago, and I think we were lucky enough to be like doing, be aware of that scene, and um, some would say we rip it off. <laughs> and that's fine. We probably do, but like, I think it just got exposed a bit more. Um, I just noticed like everyone's reissuing these flying nun albums now. So huh. it's like there's obviously a demand for it. Yeah. But they kind of yeah they were just like from you know kind of insane because it's New Zealand's a tiny little place that produced all this incredible music, um, and they don't like they're not like rock stars or anything. They're just they just still play in bands and still do their thing, but they just, for, for a moment in time, they produced a lot of good records. And now they're you know, still doing it, but maybe it's not my thing, I don't know. But yeah, that was like, I think we like, I definitely have an Australian sound because we are from Australia, and for a long time we used to get like ragged on, saying that we just kind of like took from the flying down sound, but you know, we have a New Zealander in the band and I'm not afraid to like wear our influences on our sleeve because, like, like you know, you, you don't know what this band Fly Nun is. That's cool. That like maybe you'll see us and then you'll go, we'll we will happily say that we're into this type of scene, and then you can check it out and hopefully enjoy it. You know. When I listen yeah. to your music, there's and I've heard this said too before. I just you take it for granted. There's it's it's um. It's not simplistic, but it, it feels effortless. Does it? Do, I mean, yeah. and oftentimes when people say, "Oh, that that's just so natural, that's just effortless," that the people making that there is a lot of work that goes into making it feel that effortless. Do, I mean, do do you feel that way that you guys? Does it come out pretty naturally, um, or do you guys work really hard to make it seem? Well, Jules says I'm pretty good at being naturally good at it. I don't work. I probably could work a lot harder. I feel like if I was, I don't know, maybe I'd be better. I'm not very, like, I like simple things. I like catchy things. My dad, like, said to me, you know, you should keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. And that kind of always stuck with me. But I just, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm never going to, like, sit down and, like, learn every scale on a guitar just because I don't, I don't need to make a pop song applies to that. I could, like, I'd like to, maybe, but at this point, no. Um, we, we work fairly hard. I don't think, like, you know, we don't have notebooks in the car, and we're not trying to be, like, poets or, like, literate. Yeah, like, lyricists writing stuff down. But I just look for simple, like, pop melodies and guitar lines, and then I like using vocals as another melody more so than trying to say say some point of view. But sometimes you don't have stuff to say and then you're just winching. And how often do you want to hear someone winching, you know? To a forty minute record. But I don't know, with I feel like that's a trick question. I feel like you want me to tell you I feel like you want me to tell you I'm a genius. <laughs> which, <laughs> which I'm about to tell you I'm a genius. So yeah, <laughs> You heard it Billion first here, people. Well played. Sir. You're, well you're played. sounding you're yeah. sounding a little stuffy. What do, do you guys do? You, did you get sick when you hit the states? Uh yeah. Every time 
every time he gets sick with the different little colds over here. Now, Gus, travel, well, Gus, Gus blames his cold. We're blaming Gus for the cold, but then Gus is blaming on Alex because Alex had a cold a week before we left. But I say, I say if you entered the country with the cold, you have to wear it. You know, you, you gave us the cold, but I don't know. I think Jules is getting sick today. Gus is fine. Gus is torn through. Alex is always sick. He's just a, fil- a filthy little man. And um, <laughs> and Jack is coming good. He's on a whole lot of medication. But, yeah, it's like we, we, we left like maybe 25, 25 degrees at home and then we, we turned up to like three degrees, which you can work that out in Fahrenheit, I'm not sure. But yeah. That's really, really cold, you know. And so it's and spring it's here. It was summer or fall there. Mm-hmm. What is it like to yeah. be, be in in a world that thinks that Christmas is something that happens in the winter? Do you guys feel shortchanged? Um, no, I'd love to see a white Christmas. That would be rad. But yeah, for our, us, I guess um, for us, Christmas is always generally forty forty degrees, boiling hot. Um, people are inside. This is my this is my thing. They're like maybe the crickets on and the aircon's pumping and you, no one, no one can. My birthday is also the day before Christmas on um, Christmas Eve, so um, it, it's generally just known as like it feels just overwhelmingly hot and lethargic. I like the idea of being rugged up. You know, I've seen Home Alone. I know. Actually, I don't even need to see White Christmas. I've seen Home Alone one and two. So <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I did write, a, there's a lyric in one of my songs that I wrote and it's about living in consecutive seasons because if you're a touring band, you're always going from season to season. But I hadn't actually experienced that at that point. I was just pretending I was someone. I was actually pretending I was that guy from War on the War on Drugs because I was looking at his tour schedule and it was, went for about three years. And I thought, that guy is never going to, Luckily, you have to see winter because he just plays all the summer festivals. Yeah, it's cool that like I'm a, spring's my favorite, so I'm happy as well. Yeah, I mean, so is that a 16-hour difference when you landed in New York? I mean, so I would understand that you would get sick because what kind of jet lag do you guys deal with? How long until you feel right? Yeah, I definitely would tell my mum that it's the jet lag, but I will be admit here live that it's we drinking 600 beers is probably what makes you ill. <laughs> yeah. Just being like, why are beers so cheap here? Let's drink heaps of them. Um, yeah. So, like, Jules got pretty bad jet lag this time. Um, but I think we all did pretty well. Jules was sleeping a lot. But we're all good now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's four, I think it's a yeah, 15 or 16 hour difference. So, we know that if we set, put up an Instagram post at two o'clock in the morning, that we're going to get likes at home. You know, yeah, we're going to get a, a fan base building at home. <laughs> but do you guys <laughs> playing, celebrate playing the game? Do you guys celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Australia? Yeah, well, I, I, I think I'm I'm Irish, but also I, I don't really applaud like getting absolutely drunk out of your mind and vomiting. Real, <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I. Well, I, I got a friend. I got a text from a friend today, 
and his name is actually Patrick O'Neill. You couldn't get much Irish than that. He sent me a photo of a Guinness. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't, I haven't really ever had a green Guinness, or I've never put on green on purpose. But I do like Guinness, and I do like Irish Ireland. But yeah, we haven't, we haven't really um, kind of thrown our hands in the air. I, I'm, I've, I feel embarrassed saying I'm, I probably should know more about it. But. What? Basically, in America, every holiday is an excuse to get completely shit-faced, pretty much. Sure, sure. But I, I've noticed, like, I mean, maybe you guys don't know this, but, like, in Australia, people drink a lot more. Like, they drink more than, like, English people. Um, we'll go on tour with Dan from America, and they'll be like, you guys are out of control. Like, you drink so much. <laughs> so maybe that's a thing. Like, maybe, like, you guys have got it down to a, a, a nice little... Knack, you know, you've got your alcoholism down to like little pockets of holidays instead of just all the time. Wow. Maybe we could take, <laughs> take something from that, you know? Wow. <laughs> I, that would be a great perspective to think that uh, we're. It's deep, dude. We've got ritualized alcoholism. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't want to offend anyone. I'm just like. I think I you just know, changed just, like, my I life, man. The other, I just noticed the other day that oh, maybe I'm actually changing this. I'm starting a revelation, like you said, that we would. Um, no, but I did notice the other day in Washington, everyone was drinking like really heavily on the street. And uh, uh, not like because you can't do that, but they were out on the street and smoking a cigarette. They looked really drunk. And I was like, what's going on? And they were like, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day. But I yeah, I haven't seen, maybe it's just the, the pockets of the kind of, we're in that we we don't do like kind of a lot of alcohol. It's like you know, people always like saying chill. You know, <laughs> it's like seems to be like smoking weed. I feel like maybe I should be saying that, but the weed culture here is a lot bigger, and no one in Australia really smokes weed. And so we drink a lot of beer, and we don't like drink liquor. We just drink beer. I don't know. We just get pop bellies. I'm tapping my top belly right now. <laughs> yeah. We could hear it. You can? <laughs> Would, yeah, yeah I, here, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Live on radio. We've all got little pop bellies in this guy. It's cool. All our little t-shirts, our little rock t-shirts pop out. There is a crack of it. We're looking for, we're looking for breakfast. Can you recommend anything in between North Carolina and... Atlanta, just off the top of your head. Uh, shrimps and grits. Shrimps and grits. That could be a zone. We, yeah, that could be a vibe. Or not Taco Bell. No, definitely <laughs> not Taco Bell. There's not much good stuff on the road. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I mean, that, like, like you no said, one it's really all about the diet, Taco huh? Bell. It's always, I yeah, bet it's you eat a shit ton of fast food. Yeah, we do. Um, like Alex, I, I asked Alex, he's got a challenge. Um, I'm going to tell you guys this too because maybe this will confirm the challenge. But I challenged Alex to eat seven hamburgers in a day for twenty dollars, and if he did it, oh yeah, I'd give him twenty dollars and I'd have to pay for the seven hamburgers. But then he said, if I do it for two days in a row, which is you know, was it two days in a row or just two days? Just two days, I'd have to also pay for it for twenty dollars upfront pay for all the food, but then I'd also have to wear a helmet, a bike helmet for a whole day and <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And he gets to pick the helmet. So <laughs> It's going to be like a frozen yeah, maybe. Yeah, I might be a tree fort fist 
inside the venue wearing a stack helmet. <laughs> Looking. And I'm not allowed to I'm not allowed to tell anyone why I just have to wear this helmet. <laughs> that's, of, that's the type of Have you been to Boise before? That's the type of genius you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have we been well, I, I want you guys to be careful. So. That sounds dangerous. Just you be careful. You, road food is sketchy. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm oh, have you guys ever tried I'm Waffle House? Helmet, you know. Have, have you guys ever tried uh, Waffle we, House? Uh, I no, I haven't had Waffle House before. But yeah, you, Waffle, Waffle House, House is like, like they're Waffle all House? they're like on every exit down south. Like wherever you are down south, there's a Waffle House. But they're good breakfast. Okay, cool. Okay, the, yeah, there's, there's a little sign coming up. Denny's, Denny's, Wendy's, Dairy Queen. I think we just got told we're doing Denny's. Denny's is pretty good. Is that is, that, that, is that gross to have Denny's? No, no. No, no judging. Because <laughs> we've got no other options. Okay, good. You have good. to do what you um, have to do on the road. I mean, you, gotta, you were you mentioning Whole Foods and expensive, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, you've got to do what you got to do. you got to do what you got to do. Nails. Yeah, and also, like, I'm going to say it now, like, I don't really think I like old foods. Like, because they're, like, saying this is, like, really fresh, and they're also saying, like, you know, they're saving the environment, but they just, like, double bag everything. Oh, yeah. And, like, I was, like, you know, and it's, like, <laughs> it just seems like... It's true. Remember the introduction? Yeah. It's, this country is about money. And whatever is selling is what we are selling. And right now it's hippy-dippy-happy. Yeah. No, I do notice that, like, I just notice that when you get any food, they give you so many napkins, like that, that Curb Your Enthusiasm um, episode <laughs> where Larry's, like, got, he's got all the napkins. I was like, seems excessive, you know. <laughs> but then when I'm, when I'm in the car, I'm looking for more napkins, you know. Because I become used to having those napkins around, so um, yeah. I, I don't want to. Again, I don't want to judge. No. Are you going to stop and sit down and eat, or you do you guys eat it in the van and just get there? Um, I don't. Yeah, we'll probably sit down and eat, but we all have like jobs to do, and it's like it's Jules's job to find food. It's my job to find hotels. It's Alex's job to find the beers when we get there because that's his favorite thing to do and Gus writes the set list so um, I think Jules is just denied Denny's and we might be going somewhere else you know um, that's probably a but, good idea I mean that's you might be better just finding some little mom and pop place yeah it'd be risky yeah, but exactly and yeah. it's also that's like kind of a better experience it is know? it's more it authentic is. and you'll get a flavor for the real place instead of the Generic America cool. land and, version, and plus different regions have like different style food too. I mean, of course, was, of course. It's just not instead of like the same thing every friggin' Taco Bell. Do you know what I mean? Well, also, also like our manager, like who was at the show last night, had to go home because he was vomiting everywhere, uh. and he reckons it's stress related. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's because he had it. I'm pretty sure it's because he had an omelette from Denny's that cost him two dollars. <laughs> but I just feel like I feel like if you're a forty year old man you should be aware of that. Yes. You know? So I'm, like he's meant to be worried about us, but now I'm worried about him. I don't yeah. want this to go to your head, but you might be a genius. 
<laughs> I, don't worry, man. It's I've got one of the biggest heads in the car. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I read about you shaving your head. That's funny. They used to call me Beast Noggin. Do you know what a noggin is? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. We are familiar with noggin. Yeah. And do you you also know the Do you also know the game game, um, Nintendo sixty four Goldeneye? Are you aware of that game? Yeah. 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 Well, there's this like there's this setting on the game form that you can make it called DK mode. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like massive heads and like sometimes <laughs> if I was people would call me DK mode at work <laughs> but I was fine with it because then I'd just school them I'd just be like if we weren't if we're gonna if we're gonna tear shreds off each other you're gonna lose because <laughs> I'm apparently I'm a pretty observant person yeah yeah but yeah, I'm I'm chill with having a big head. My mum says it's because I've got a big brain. Yeah, mum's always know the right thing to say. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're out of time. Do you have any any final thoughts you'd like to lay on our, our our audience? And other than that, we're really looking forward to seeing you in Boise. No, uh, no, I think I'll wrap it up there. I think I think I've said enough, incriminated <laughs> enough people. It was perfect. That was yeah. 42 minutes. Thank you for sharing it yeah. with us. Thank you kindly. That's wonderful. Hopefully, I'll get to meet you. And oh, uh, yeah, looking forward to playing Treefort Festival. It's an awesome band playing. Because still, I think they're from there, are they not? They are from Boise, are they from Idaho. Yep, yep. Yeah, awesome. So I'm psyched about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. You bet. No problem. It was a pleasure. And to our listeners, that was Have 42 nice minutes. You too, sir. Thank you so much. Now, you've been listening to the twerp. I don't know. It's, it's not the twerps. It's, it's just twerps, yes, right? Yes, yes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's just twerps, but like sometimes people say that twerps, and then they just deal with the wrath of Jules. Yeah, <laughs> Jules, Jules doesn't, Jules doesn't like that. But <laughs> I don't, I don't think it matters. It's all good. So you've been listening to Twerps on Thinkbook Radio, a production of thethinkbook.com. More information about the works of Twerps can be found at mergerecords.com. For more information about the Thinkbook, our guests to check out past shows. Or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at 42minutes.com. If you like this podcast and would like more, consider becoming a member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archives, discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio and video, as well as monthly online hangouts with the host. All of this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com slash memberships. Thank you so much. And it all keeps coming back to you, and I don't mind. <laughs>